0: Today is Saturday, October 15th. Shabbat Shalom and Happy Sukkot! Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the Biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the Feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit, as it is written in Isaiah 55.11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Sukkot. Ezekiel thirty-nine sixteen to 29 There shall also be a city named Multitude, and thus the land shall be cleansed. And you, O mortal, say to every winged bird and to all the wild beasts. Thus said Hashem, Assemble, come and gather from all around for the sacrificial feast that I am preparing for you. A great sacrificial feast upon the mountains of Israel, and eat flesh and drink blood. You shall eat the flesh of warriors and drink the blood of the princes of the earth rams, lambs, he-goats, and bulls, fatlings of Bashan, all of them. You shall eat fat to satiety, and drink your fill of blood from the sacrificial feast that I have prepared for you. And you shall sate yourselves at my table with horses, charioteers, warriors, and all fighting men, declares HaShem. Thus will I manifest my glory among the nations. And all the nations shall see the judgment that I executed, and the power that I wielded against them. From that time on the house of Israel shall know that I, HaShem, am their God. And the nations shall know that the house of Israel were exiled only for their iniquity, because they trespassed against me, so that I hid my face from them and delivered them into the hands of their adversaries, and they all fell by the sword. When I hid my face from them, I dealt with them according to their uncleanness and their transgressions. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I will now restore the fortunes of Jacob, and take the whole house of Israel back in love, and I will be zealous for my holy name. They will bear their shame and all their trespasses that they committed against me when they dwell in their land secure and untroubled, when I have brought them back from among the peoples and gathered them out of the lands of their enemies and have manifested my holiness through them in the sight of many nations. They shall know that I, Hashem, am their God, When, having exiled them among the nations, I gather them back into their land, and leave none of them behind. I will never again hide my face from them, for I will pour out my Spirit upon the house of Israel, declares Hashem. Jeremiah 26.1-27.22 at the beginning of the reign of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Yehuda, this word came from Hashem. Thus said Hashem, Stand in the court of the house of Hashem, and speak to the men of all the towns of Yehuda who are coming to worship in the house of Hashem. All the words which I command you to speak to them, do not omit anything. Perhaps they will listen and turn back, each one from his evil way that I may renounce the punishment I am planning to bring upon them for their wicked acts. Say to them, Thus said HaShem, If you do not obey me, abiding by the teaching that I have set before you, heeding the words of my servants, the Nevi'im, whom I have been sending to you persistently, but you have not heeded, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse for all the nations of earth. The Kohanim and the Nevi'im and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of Hashem. And when Jeremiah finished speaking all that Hashem had commanded him to speak to all the people, the Kohanim and the Nevi'im and all the people seized him shouting, You shall die! How dare you prophesy in the name of Hashem that this house shall become like Shiloh, and this city be made desolate without inhabitants? and all the people crowded about Jeremiah and the house of HaShem. When the officials of Yehuda heard about this, they went up from the king's palace to the house of HaShem and held a session at the entrance of the new gate of the house of HaShem. The Kohanim and the Nevi'im said to the officials and to all the people, This man deserves the death penalty, for he has prophesied against this city, as you yourselves have heard. Jeremiah said to the officials and to all the people, It was Hashem who sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the words you heard. Therefore, mend your ways and your acts, and heed Hashem your God, that Hashem may renounce the punishment He has decreed for you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do to me what seems good and right to you. But know that if you put me to death, you and this city and its inhabitants will be guilty of shedding the blood of an innocent man, for in truth HaShem has sent me to you to speak all these words to you. Then the officials and all the people said to the Kohanim and the Nevi'im, This man does not deserve the death penalty, for he spoke to us in the name of HaShem our God. And some of the elders of the land arose and said to the entire assemblage of the people, Micah the Morashite, who prophesied in the days of King Hezekiah of Yehuda, said to all the people of Yehudah, Thus said the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed as a field, Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the Har Habayit a shrine in the woods. Did King Hezekiah of Yehuda and all Yehuda put him to death? Did he not rather fear Hashem and implore Hashem so that Hashem renounced the punishment he had decreed against them? We are about to do great injury to ourselves. There was also a man prophesying in the name of Hashem, Uriah, son of Shemaiah from Kiryat Jerim who prophesied against this city and this land the same things as Jeremiah. King Jehoiakim and all his warriors and all the officials heard about his address, and the king wanted to put him to death. Uriah heard of this and fled in fear and came to Egypt. But King Jehoiakim sent men to Egypt, El Nathan, son of Akbor, and men with him to Egypt. They took Uriah out of Egypt and brought him to King Jehoiakim, who had him put to the sword and his body thrown into the burial place of the common people. However, Ahikam son of Shaphan protected Jeremiah, so that he was not handed over to the people for execution. At the beginning of the reign of King Jehoiakim son of Josiah of Yehudah, this word came to Jeremiah from Hashem. Thus said HaShem to me, Make for yourself thongs and bars of a yoke, and put them on your neck. Thus said HaShem to me, Make for yourself thongs and bars of a yoke, and put them on your neck. And send them to the king of Edom, the king of Moab, the king of the Ammonites, the king of Tyre, the king of Sidon, by envoys who have come to King Zedekiah of Yehudah in Jerusalem and give them this charge to their masters. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Say this to your masters, It is I who made the earth and the men and beasts who were on the earth by my great might and my outstretched arm. I give it to whomever I deem proper. I herewith deliver all these lands to my servant, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, I even give him the wild beasts to serve him. All nations shall serve him, his son and his grandson, until the return of his own land comes, when many nations and great kings shall subjugate him. The nation or kingdom that does not serve him, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and does not put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation I will visit declares Hashem, with sword, famine, and pestilence, until I have destroyed it by His hands. As for you, give no heed to your Nevi'im, augurs, dreamers, diviners, and sorcerers who say to you, Do not serve the king of Babylon. For they prophesy falsely to you, with the result that you shall be banished from your land. I will drive you out, and you shall perish. But the nation that puts its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serves him will be left by me on its own soil, declares Hashem, to till it and dwell on it. I also spoke to King Zedekiah of Yehuda in just the same way. Put your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon, serve him and his people, and live. Otherwise you will die together with your people, by sword, famine, and pestilence, as HaShem has decreed against any nation that does not serve the king of Babylon. Give no heed to the words of the Nevi'im who say to you, Do not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy falsely to you. I have not sent them, declares HaShem, and they prophesy falsely in my name, with the result that I will drive you out and you shall perish together with the Nevi'im who prophesied to you. And to the Kohanim and to all people I said, Thus said HaShem, Give no heed to the words of the Nevi'im who prophesied to you. The vessels of the house of HaShem shall shortly be brought back from Babylon, for they prophesy falsely to you. Give them no heed. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Otherwise... This city shall become a ruin. If they are really Nevi'im, and the word of HaShem is with them, let them intercede with the Lord of hosts, not to let the vessels remaining in the house of HaShem, in the royal palace of Yehuda, and in Jerusalem, go to Babylon. For thus said the Lord of hosts concerning the columns, the tank, the stands, and the rest of the vessels remaining in this city, which King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon did not take when he exiled King Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim of Yehudah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, with all the nobles of Yehudah and Jerusalem. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels remaining in the house of Hashem, in the royal palace of Yehudah and in Jerusalem, they shall be brought to Babylon, and there they shall remain, until I take note of them, declares the Lord of hosts, and bring them up and restore them to this place. 2 Thessalonians 3, 1-18 Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith, but the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that you both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Yeshua. Now we command you, brethren, In the name of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walks disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we have behaved not ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's bread for naught but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example to you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but our busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Yeshua that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But you, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now the Lord of Peace Himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with my own hand, which is the token in every epistle, so I write. The grace of our Lord Yeshua be with you all. Amen. Psalm 85, 1-13 Lord you have been favorable to your land you have brought back the captivity of jacob you have forgiven the iniquity of your people you have covered all their sin selah you have taken away all your wrath you have turned yourself from the fierceness of your anger turn us o god of our salvation and cause your anger toward us to cease Will you be angry with us forever? Will you draw out your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is near them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Proverbs 25.16 Have you found honey? Eat so much as is sufficient for you, lest you be filled therewith, and vomit it. It is no accident or coincidence that there is a reading in Ezekiel 38 and 39 during the time of Sukkot. The elders and the rabbis teach that one day when the Gog-Magog war happens that it will happen during Sukkot. This is a clue from Yahweh. Time will tell. But there's a passage now that I want to take a look at with you that basically explains why the Gog-Magog war happens, why the Lord allows it, what is His purpose and intention for this war. And so in Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 21, it says, I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgment, which I have executed, and my hand, which I have laid on them. So he's basically sending a message to the nations, and they will obviously recognize the hand of God in all of this. Remember, in the previous chapter in Ezekiel 38, God rains down fire and brimstone from heaven and utterly destroys the enemies that are swarming down upon Israel. Now in verse 22, it is written, So the house of Israel shall know that I am Yahweh their Elohim from that day forward. Now let's define our words. Remember, whenever you see in the Bible House of Judah, that's talking about the southern kingdom, the two tribes of the south, which includes Judah and Benjamin and some of the Levites as well. They're also known as Jews. And it was the southern kingdom that was taken into captivity to Babylon for 70 years, and then a remnant of those Jews returned to Israel and to Jerusalem, including Ezra and Nehemiah. The northern kingdom, that is, the ten tribes of the north, are also called the house of Israel. They are the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And they include, some of the tribes include Ephraim, Zebulun, Naphtali, Dan, etc. I'm not going to name them all. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. Verse 23, the Gentiles shall know. That the house of Israel, that is the northern kingdom, went into captivity for their iniquity, because they were unfaithful to me. Therefore I hid my face from them. I gave them into the hand of their enemies, and they all fell by the sword. Let me pause. Remember, the northern kingdom went into captivity prior to the southern kingdom. They were captured by Assyria. And they were taken away into exile to Assyria. And from there, they were assimilated. They forgot God's name. They forgot the Torah. They forgot who they were. They developed spiritual amnesia. And from there, they were assimilated and scattered to all the nations of the earth. And they have never returned to Israel. They are still scattered. We are still scattered to all the nations. We are the descendants of Joseph. And remember, when Joseph's brothers came to Egypt, they did not recognize him. He was Egyptian, and he's sitting at the right hand of Pharaoh dispensing out the grain. They did not recognize him, just like many of the Jewish people do not recognize us, Christians, or Hebrew roots folks, as their brethren, because we've been assimilated. We've been scattered to all the nations we've adopted many of the world's ways in our culture so let's look again at ezekiel 39 verse 23 the gentiles shall know that the house of israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they were unfaithful to me therefore i hid my face from them i gave them into the hand of their enemies and they all fell by the sword Verse 24, according to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions, I have dealt with them and hidden my face from them. Now, verse 25 is important. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Now I will bring back the captives of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous From my holy name. Now, who are the captives of Jacob? Who is Yeshua's family? His covenant family. His covenant family is the house of Jacob, and the house of Jacob includes all twelve tribes. All twelve sons from Jacob were the twelve tribes. That includes Judah, the Jews, but it also includes Zebulun and Naphtali and Ephraim and, and Gad and all the rest of the tribes. And I will have mercy, he says, on the whole house of Israel. What does that mean? Let's decode those words. Let's define those words. The whole house of Israel is both northern and southern kingdom. All twelve tribes. Jews and non-Jews. Believers in the God of Israel who are not Jewish. And I will be jealous for my holy name. Ezekiel 39 verse 26. After they have borne their shame and all their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me when they dwelt safely in their own land and no one made them afraid. Verse 27. When I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies' lands, and I am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations, then... They shall know that I am Yahweh their Elohim, who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to their land and left none of them captive any longer. This is a direct reference to the ingathering, to the final redemption, to the greater exodus to come. This is God talking about how he's going to gather his people who have been scattered to all the nations and are living in their enemies' lands, and he's going to bring them back to their land. What land? Israel. And so it's happening in the context of this Gog-Magog war when this coalition of nations from the north comes and attacks Israel. So God is going to gather his people So I believe that when the Gog-Magog war happens, whenever that might be, that simultaneously or in very close proximity, another war will happen at the same time. And that's the war that is described in Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51. Um, That's the war of another coalition of nations of the north that attacks the end of days daughter of Babylon nation, which... I believe, is the United States of America. So in other words, this Gog Magog war and this war against the daughter of Babylon nation, it becomes a global, a world war. And and it's nothing to be afraid of because as Babylon falls, Israel rises. When Babylon falls, Yeshua begins to ingather his people and Uh, gather them in under his wings, and he returns them back home to the land. Now, so there's a greater Exodus journey that's coming. We've seen it over and over and over again in various passages, in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 7 and 8, in Jeremiah chapter 16, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, 1 through 6. We've seen it over and over and over If you want to just skim the scriptures for yourself, go into blueletterbible.org and in the search box up at the top, type in the word scatter. And you will see all kinds of verses about how God is going to scatter his people. Then in that same search box, type in the word gather. And you will find all kinds of verses about how God is going to, he promises to gather his people. And he's not just talking about the Jews making aliyah. The Jews came first. Yes, they made Aliyah after the nation of Israel was founded, but Israel is still a secular nation. And Zion, spiritual Zion, the nation of Zion doesn't exist yet. Israel is still a secular nation, but there is a nation that will be birthed during the time of Jacob's trouble And we read about this in Isaiah chapter 66 and also in Revelation chapter 12, that this nation is going to be called Zion and it's going to be a nation comprised of God's people, Jews and non-Jews, who love Yeshua, who love His Torah, and who are living in the land of Israel and walking in His ways. That nation doesn't exist yet, but it will. It's prophesied that it will come to pass and it will be birthed during the time of Jacob's trouble. So all of these tribulation uh, pangs that we're seeing, those are like labor pangs. They're birth pangs, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilences. These are all like birth pangs. This nation will soon be born. And so here in Ezekiel chapter 39, in the closing verses, we're seeing that God's purpose in this war is so that all the nations will know that he is Yahweh, that they will see his glory manifested and that all of his people who are scattered to all the nations will recognize this is Yahweh. He's the one who's doing this. And we were scattered to all the nations because of our iniquity and our sin and our unfaithfulness. And now he's in gathering us and returning us home to our homeland, to our land where we belong under great duress, under great tribulation events happening, but he's going to do it. So remember, as Babylon falls, Israel, the land, Israel, the nation, Israel, the people, rises. And we are a part of Israel. We've been grafted in by faith. We do not replace Judah. We do not replace. We are simply added in, grafted in, Romans 11. We're grafted in by faith. And the root of that olive tree is Yeshua, It is the Torah. It is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and Yeshua. So take heart, look up, your redemption draws near. Shalom. murhaka yae ha aduna The ironic blessing from Numbers chapter six, twenty-four to twenty six